And welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, Void. the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 211. And we're going to be talking about two movies today that are somewhat, I guess, Thanksgiving themed. <laughs> and we've never done them before on the show. So I've kind of held off on them to do them later. Or I was too late because I was like trying to get all these other movies in. But now we think ahead a little bit. So... <laughs> Because Christina's cause here. Because I'm on the show. Yeah, exactly. So there's lists. She's there's like calendars, the manager. Yeah. There's, and, yeah. She's our, you know. There's Excel sheets. <laughs> I tell you guys all the time, she's carrying this fucking thing. And she really is. <laughs> she's the one that yells at me and I, I cry in the corner. <laughs> I beat you. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be doing some reviews of Blood Rage from 1987. Although we have some trivia on it that might have made it sooner than that. Oh, okay. And... Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead from 2006. Yes, what a great name that is, huh? Yeah. (laughs) That had a few different (laughs) names as well as this one, so. But yeah, guys, it's going to be kind of an interesting episode. Both of these kind of made us laugh for the most part, so we have some funny things to say and our breakdowns and our scenes and things like that that we're going to be talking about and uh, if you like the more cynical side of that that's where we get a little bit more cynical <laughs> uh making fun of the movies and just kind of laughing with along with it so uh but yeah so how have you been this week how are things going i'm preparing for thanksgiving since it's just the two of us it's, just the two it's like the first time ever and i have to make all of the food well you us, we are going food. to be making the i'll food. be making all the food <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little overwhelming i almost just want to get mcdonald's oh my god no we'll figure oh, it out oh did you see kfc kfc is doing a a like thanksgiving thing yeah where they have chicken in like this uh turkey mold thing Uh, (laughs) no i think it's so funny no no it's like the fried chicken yeah but they put sticks in it or something to make it look like no it's just like a plat you know like the the it's just like a plastic dome that's shaped like a turkey oh my god it's just like the container hey don't forget us guys we have chicken I mean, I like, love a theme, dude. It's the poultry guys themed version, you know. <laughs> That's what I thought of. Flavor pockets on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. We've got a few things. What are we going to be cooking, Christina? Oh, I have turkey breast. Yeah, we also have like chicken and. Yeah. But I'm we're not gonna just going to do the, the turkey. Yeah. We'll so we do got stuffing. turkey, mashed potatoes, okay. stuffing. Do we get yams? 
Yes, I have yams, nice. sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes, yeah, uh, pumpkin pie. I'm cranberry go- sauce. Yeah, all you know, all the Thanksgiving fixings. You know what I always love? My favorite thing is is the leftovers and making sandwiches with like all of the ingredients. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. You the just gravy, make a sa- yeah, the, the gravy. Tur- that's yeah. yeah, like everything with, on the dinner with the rolls, turkey. Yes, with the extra dinner rolls, which I didn't get. I have to get gluten free anyway. And you can even like put a little cranberry in there just to like have that flavor sandwich. You know, it's like <laughs> Thanksgiving in a sandwich. Hello, Mister Sandwich. Remember those turkey burgers I made last year for you? Those yeah, were good. Those, yeah, should... she did. Uh, what is it? And I'm, we're sorry if this is before your lunch, by the way, guys. <laughs> but yeah, she made uh, sweet potato fries mm-hmm. that with marshmallow dipping sauce right which was actually pretty good that was really good it was really different it was like it's like it wasn't like a strong flavor thing right but it was good right. like it was nice well and then the i the, saw that in our in our feed or like oh, your back memories. in this day memories yeah uh-huh. yeah because the the turkey burger had the cranberry sauce slice on it like right. a, like an onion or something and <laughs> Well, and I'm I'm kind of like looking forward to it because you know like I love going to your parents and stuff. They're like you know my parents too, you know. Right. But it's like it is a lot of hustle and bustle and like right. you know a lot of people around. It just it just doesn't seem like the more responsible thing to do. So we're we told them no because they made some mistakes. <laughs> well, they. Well, they said no too. So they did. Yeah. Oh, I remember? didn't. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, remember, I was gonna tell them no, but they told me no first. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Remember it because I was laughing. So there, yeah. Because wow. that way I didn't have to tell them. I was so nervous to tell them I can't. We're not coming to Thanksgiving. Yeah, she wanted me to do it. And they were like, "We're not going to do Thanksgiving," and I was like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> well, because everybody's like getting sick and <laughs> making mistakes. It's like we're getting bored. And like my, I said. well, my mom had a stroke this year in February, like right before all this started going down so it's just it's too risky well you know what my favorite thing is it's going to be digging in for thanksgiving is right no dawn of the dead 4k ultimate package from second sight which should be here in the next couple of days and i cannot wait to see that oh my god i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) i know it's it's got to be that's got to be in my top 10 for you know best horror movies a lot of people aren't fans of it as much as like the newer one but you know i'm old so you know fuck you (laughs) (laughs) christina's not a big fan of dawn of the dead which kills me it makes me want to fucking cry Sorry. I wonder if people thought I was going to say, beat the shit out of you, huh? When because I said that's that. that's what you usually say. <laughs> I did not say that. She's the one that hits me, people. That's what he usually does. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> if I even fucking come close, this fucker, she just fucking cold cocks me in the face. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, guys, so I hope you guys have a good holiday season, whether you celebrate Thanksgiving, observe it or not, or whether you just do something with your friends, or I know it's going to be difficult doing that right now, uh, but, you know, hey, if any of our friends are listening, hit us up. We're thinking about even doing a live stream where we actually eat our food and just, like, hang out with people, like a Misfits like a, Thanksgiving. A Friendsgiving. Yeah, because not everybody can do it. And, you know, what's more entertaining than me eating food in front of a camera? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Isn't that called Asimar? We, we might watch a movie on, uh, what is it? Is it Wednesday? Yeah. So Wednesday is Thanksgiving? No, Thursday. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Black I'm Friday, I know. I'm, God. Te- I'm teasing you. Sorry, I just wasn't thinking. Like, that's why you're the manager. Figure it out. <laughs> 
Uh, but anyway, we might watch a movie for Thanksgiving or something like that. Maybe we'll watch Thanks Killing or I don't know. If you guys want to come by the stream, please do. Uh, we always do a lot of a, a, a fun games and movie watching on Wednesdays. So Wednesday, this Wednesday, the 25th, you can stop by and check it out. Um, it's at twitch.tv forward slash Deacon Rain. Links are down below as always. So, which by the way, we just got partnered by YouTube. I've been fighting to get that. I have been, I have hit the numbers months ago. We're talking like eight months ago and I've been kind of whittling away each of my videos to see which one is the one that is causing it not to get approved. And I finally got approved. So booyah. Yay, you get to watch ads. <laughs> and if you guys don't know, the shit that we do here is very expensive to run in the background. It is a costly, it is a very, it's like running cable TV. Mm-hmm. Like literally the cost of cable TV to do what we do for the show, the streams, the website, the podcast, everything, the YouTube, all of this stuff, because we got to keep investing in it. So one of those ways is to get YouTube to help us pay for it and... As you heard last week, a word from our sponsor. This podcast has been brought to you by Manscaped. Clearly, you guys know that for the past couple of weeks, I've been taking my balls to the spa. No, not the actual spa that I travel to because Manscaped has brought the ball spa to me and subsequently a smile to my balls face. Yeah, I know my balls don't have a face, but can we just celebrate the fact that a company that is sponsoring this podcast is cool enough for me to say that? Look, guys, Manscaped is the number one in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They're forever changing their grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find an electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. This puppy is a waterproof, skin-safe trimmer that will reduce the nicks to your balls, and it's even got an LED light to guide your artistic hands and create a masterpiece. Plus, it's even got a charging station to be prepared for every special occasion. Wow. You'll also get the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, which I never thought I would ever need, and I use it. A spritzer called Crop Reviver, for those on-the-go freshness days that you need in a spot. And so much more. Since I've been using it, let me just say the bedroom isn't a place I just sleep anymore. (sighs) So men and ladies, treat your stuff to manscaped.com perfect package 3.0. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BTV at checkout of manscaped.com. So what are you waiting for? Trust me. Your balls will thank me later. Thank you so much, Manscaped.com, for believing in us and our show. But other than that, I think it might be that time. What time? Horse shots! All right, guys. So as you always know, we pick one of the movies that we do a review of this week, and we decided to pick Blood Rage for the horror shot theme that we're going to be doing this week. We even took a nice little uh, Happy Thanksgiving spread uh, picture that includes some of the ingredients from the movie visually, which I thought was 
and a little busy, but uh, you know, we do good. Well, that's my Thanksgiving decor. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I, I just love that we, when me and Christina sit down and think about taking the photo, all of a sudden, <laughs> just like ideas start popping out of our head. I'm like, like, oh, oh do, you do you have this? this? Do you have that? Do you have this? Oh, we got to put a pocket pie there because and she's they like, oh, that's pie. a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> oh, you got a good idea. <laughs> so anyway, so this week's horror shot is based around the movie Blood Rage from 1987, and it is called A Terry Todd. And what is in a Terry Todd? Well, Terry Todd, of course, Terry is the twin brother to Todd, but a Terry Todd is pretty simple. It's two ingredients. It is one half 99 bananas and one half cranberry juice. And that's it. And it looks pretty. But there is a thing that you need to say after you take the shot. And we'll say it when we take ours right now because we right. have a we have a sample right here. Here we go. Wait, cheers. Cheers. Clink. We got, no, we got to clink. Oh. Clink that shit. Yeah. It's not cranberry sauce. Yeah, that's not cranberry sauce. Oh, it didn't taste as good as I thought. Dude, that tastes awesome. I love it. I have a weird... It's banana and cranberry. It's It's weird. It's fucking delicious. (laughs) I'm being serious. I could literally drink like a cup of that. So I think I'll go... We'll do these shots on the Twitch stream on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay. We got to get more 99 bananas. Yeah, I will. At least they have them in those dollar shot things that you can just buy. Exactly what I'll get. That's why we buy them all the time, guys, because they have multitudes of flavors and it's really strong. So if you want to get drunk, it's like... You just... It's better than vodka, in my opinion, in that regard, because it's strong as fuck. Right. Smells like nails. Um, I really like that. The cranberry and the banana taste so fucking good. And you may be asking yourself, why banana, Alex? I mean, aside from the fact that it's probably fucking easy to get. (laughs) And we use it in every fucking thing. (laughs) Well, the cranberry sauce should be fucking evident to you. But the bananas, well, this movie's fucking bananas. All right. So. Oh, there you go. Figure it out. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't know you were going to say that. No, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I just thought you randomly picked it. No, 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 no. Everything I do is intentional. (laughs) most of the time (laughs) anyway guys so if you would like to try a Terry Todd all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now that's it for horror shots alright guys I think it's time for us to grab our knives carve open some delicious visual and uh, delightful treats for our Thanksgiving dinner with our flesh and potatoes. Sweet potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> of Blood Rage from 1987 and Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead from 2006. And we're going to go ahead and dive into that turkey dinner right now. <laughs> going to kick it off with the movies that were made in chronological order which is blood rage and christina did the work on this i did all the trivia for both of these except for um yeah i did all the trivia for both of these but go ahead christina uh blood rage 1987 aka nightmare at shadow woods (laughs) don't know why but anyway as kids Todd is institutionalized for a murder whilst his twin goes free. Mm. Ten years later, on Thanksgiving, <gasps> Todd escapes and a killing spree begins in his neighborhood. Oh, my God. Dear God. 
The tagline is the best tagline ever. <laughs> this Thanksgiving, it's not cranberry sauce. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's another one that was like, not all evil starts in Elm Street. <laughs> I saw that, too. And I'm oh, like, really? what? Ooh, I like that. That's because Elm Street was such a big movie. Oh, yeah, it was big. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, directed by John Grismer, who directed this and a movie called Scalpel from 1977. Scalpel? Yeah. Yeah. He wrote Scalpel, too. And he wrote The Bride from 1973, which was briefly featured in this movie. Ah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. We thought. Yeah, it was on the TV. Yeah. Um, That was from like, what, 1973? 1973. Yeah. Uh, writer for this movie is Bruce Rubin. He wrote Zapped from 1982 and Zapped again from 1990. I remember those terrible movies. I told you too, they were terrible. It was like psychic powers, right? right? Except they were sleazy. So it was like meatballs with psychic powers. Oh, yeah, that was a that, yeah. that was a good thing. Um starring Lois Lasser who plays Maddie the mom. Mm-hmm. She was in Requiem for a Dream. Frankenhooker, she played Jeffrey's mom. She was also in Mystery Men, Wolves, Wolves of Wall Street, which we own that movie. <laughs> and Woody Allen's Bananas, which right. is what her big one was. She was also in National Lampoon's Gold Digger. She actually started off in Woody Allen movies uh, from the late 60s. She was in three. She was also in What's Up Pussycat and Take the Money and Run. Right. Okay. Also starring. I definitely believe that she was a good actress. <laughs> That's my best Woody Allen. That was good, babe. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, okay, also starring Mark Soper, All right. who, who plays Todd and Terry. He was in Grave Shot, ugh, Graveyard Shift 2. He was in- There was a second one? Yeah, and he was in it. He was in White Oleander from 2002. He was in Swordfish, and he was in Phenomenon. You know, that John Travolta movie? Oh, <laughs> he was also in Swordfish. Oh, he's been in John Travolta movies. Anyway. All right. Julie Gordon, who plays Karen. She was in Super Fuzz from 1980. Deadly I love Super Fuzz. From 1980? Dude, that movie is an Italian fucking masterpiece. Oh, is it? Oh, man. I used to watch that as a kid all the time. It's a Sergio Corbucci film oh. that is like the guy who played this police officer who had superpowers only... When he saw red, he lost his superpowers, but he begot, became a superhero cop, by the way, mind you, because he was on an island checking something out and a nuclear explosion went off and he got all these powers. Okay. It's really good. And <laughs> anybody knows what I'm talking about. I fucking love that movie. She was also in Deadly Illusion from 1987 and Paper Dolls. Mariana Cantor, who plays Dr. Berman. Mm. She was in Dark August from 1976. We have that movie. Yeah, we do have that movie. Didn't Severin release it or something? No, it was in that box set of American, <gasps> Lost oh, American Films or That's whatever. right. Anyway, and uh, she was in Devil's Angels from 1967. And she was the producer of this film. Oh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> because I, somebody couldn't fucking, they they, they bailed out on the, the role, so she filled in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I couldn't find a budget on this movie. Uh, it was only in a limited release in 1987, so I'm assuming they just didn't release any of that information, but it does look like it kind of went straight to, like, VHS. Mm-hmm. A big, big time. I remember seeing it on the rental shelves. Oh, do you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, because I always get confused in my childhood of what I've seen and what I haven't seen, because there are movies that I have seen bits of that I uh-huh. did not finish and because like maybe it was my parents or maybe I was, you know, I was too young or I don't know. But uh-huh. Blood Rage is a movie that I have never seen before. Oh, wow. So okay. I thought I had 
but I had not. And what did so you I think? I think I'm getting it confused with another movie, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Much, much grittier film than this. But a couple of 10-year-old twins, which one is crazy, decides to kill a guy in a drive-in and blame the other twin, who is catatonic because of it, because he sees this murder happen. And 10 years later, again, it starts again when the twin escapes the mental hospital. Yeah. What? Did you look at me like I was spoiling <laughs> no, I anything? Was, oh. No, I was, I was listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what ensues is not only super fucking fun... But also equal parts bloody. It's got a little bit of that S-Big flair to it, which is just ridiculous acting and writing. Some of the most ridiculous writing in this, honestly. Like, no offense to anybody, but... The dialogue, yeah. Yeah, the dialogue was uh, definitely enjoyable in the wrong way possible. Uh, it's got a lot of deaths in it too and and it happens more frequently this movie gets off to a pretty fast pace Mm -hmm. and it keeps running and i like it Mm -hmm. i i I am very impressed with this movie uh you know overacting poor dialogue but with (laughs) it's got a pretty decent concept you know it's not a bad one Mm -hmm. not the deepest plot nor the most original but it doesn't need to be either right it just needs to be a horror movie that even though it doesn't say it is set on thanksgiving (laughs) right and it's a fun watch. I mean, I even enjoyed the music in this one, too. It's like totally 80s, man. <laughs> like, it really is. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not even that dark. <laughs> it's kind of uplifting. I don't know. Like, 80s music. But the shots were really cool, although the lighting on this movie is blown the fuck out. Like, everything has too much lights. Yeah. Like, almost like they were shooting a fucking, like, Happy Days movie or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's uh-huh. that bad. But who the fuck cares when you see all kinds of kills and crazy mother of the twins losing her shit the whole fucking movie. Although the beginning of the third act sort of dips off heavily with her on the phone for a good 15 minutes, which really kind of wears on you a little bit because it's like they don't really let you know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> and that's fine. I I mean, whatever. It adds to the S-Big flair. Obviously, probably used to fill some of the fucking space that they had in this movie. Because this movie is so fast-paced as far as, like, the kills and everything are concerned, mm-hmm. It I think they didn't leave themselves enough room to just fill out the movie. So they use these scenes to fill it in with her, and it's ridiculous. Like, it really is. ridiculous. But... This movie to me is part what the fuck is happening, part straightforward horror and a lot of blood and guts. One particular scene in in general, I just love the the gore in this. I love it. Like even if it's schlocky, doesn't even look real, I I appreciate that they went there with it and I I appreciate what they did with it. I love that. Stir it together with the S big flare, drop a few clumps of slasher and, you know, horror fan love, love <laughs> you know, interests of that kind of uh genre. And voila, a little bit of cranberry, and you're good. <laughs> it's not cranberry sauce. I know, right? Todd, it's not cranberry. Where is he? What does he call it? What's this friend? He's on the fucking... Anyway, I'd give this one an easy seven. Like, maybe even a 7.5, but I'm going to taper it back and just call it a seven. Oh, good. I uh, hate decimals. Yeah, but ultimately, I just... I really did enjoy it. Even if it is so bad, it's good. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I also enjoyed this movie, surprisingly. Yeah. 
I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It was a very clever slasher film. And it has some, I thought it had some decent, like, twists and turns, even though it was, it was so as big and cheesy. Right. I, well, I love that. Yeah. I think it's great. But they did it well. It wasn't stupid, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it started off really good. It was gory. It was, you know, like you said, straight to the killing. The effects were pretty cool and, you know, cheesy. Yeah. But, okay. But yes, they got right into it. And like you said, it, it lagged, that lag in the middle with like her on the phone. Yeah. Which didn't, it kind of made sense. And I know they were trying to make her crazy. We'll they talk probably about wanted to later, use but... her as much as possible because she probably wanted to have this like right, but role that pushed the boundaries or something. I kind of, that whole scenario, I started losing interest, honestly. It really it did. Was, it was hard to pull me back in to get to the ending. It felt like not even written. It was just like but, off the cuff. But to be honest, it was worth it. Yeah. You know, it was worth the Some of the shit that she says is pretty funny. Right. Uh, But I think this is my favorite Thanksgiving movie, and I love a theme. I love themes to holidays. I think it's fun. Not many to compete with. Well, no. But if this is my favorite Thanksgiving movie, and I also gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. I like it. I I really want to pick it up now. I do, too. They have a Severin, or not Severin. They have a um, Arrow release of it. Well, we might have to get it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it because, like, we don't own it, and I'm surprised that it's been this long. So that's why I like to dip back right. in the 80s again, because there's movies that I haven't seen, and I need to get through that. How can I talk about movies nowadays if I can't talk, if I haven't seen everything that I love in the 80s? Yeah. Right. So, um, but yeah, guys, I think it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it and you've held off. It's on Prime, on Prime Video. So if you have the Amazon subscription here in the U.S., at least it's up on the Prime Amazon. Uh, if not, I think you might be able to watch it on Tubi or something like that. But mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I think it's a it's a pretty fun movie. Pretty straightforward. Nothing like blows me out of the water, but mm-hmm. definitely worth adding to the collection. I think it is of the better slasher films um, when it comes to these kind of silly movies because of the gore that they have in it and the silly dialogue. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to call it an S-Big movie, but it is. You know, I'm sure some people took it seriously at some point, but man, right. it was funny. It was good. Yeah, so, but we do have some trivia and some stuff on this, not a whole lot, so if you do not want anything spoiled about this movie and you have not seen this movie, you can always skip ahead, look at the timestamp down below of the next movie we're going to be talking about, which is Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead from 2006, and you can hear our spoiler-free review on that and uh, stick around to the end too because we'll let you know what we're going to be watching next week which i think some of you are going to be really happy about who are poltergeist fans so just stick around for that but here's your warning all right so this movie was obviously made in florida which i could tell because of how they had those like forest sort of walkways oh nature walk that's like when things get flooded out that's a very Uh like florida thing in my opinion like i've never Uh seen those walkways that they have anywhere else although it it looks cool Uh uh-huh they they did it in a different area but this movie was also shot in 1983 but it was not released until theaters in 1987 that's a big gap right that's like Four years, kind of like uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Which was like, maybe it might have been longer with Cabin in the Woods, but that was a long gap. Yeah, that's a pretty big gap. That's sad. But the film was originally titled Slasher before it was released as Blood Rage. And they also were going to call it, when they released it, 
on VHS, a lot of it called uh, Nightmare at Shadow Woods, which you mentioned. Mm -hmm. But the three-disc Arrow video Blu-ray contains the actual title card as Slasher. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they have the original negative, Mm -hmm. the earliest negative, I would assume, or editing. Wow. So uh, it was also, like I mentioned, they have a shorter TV version. That was the Nightmare at Shadow Woods. Which was also all the cable television title for this film. And it was really, you know, void of any kind of gore whatsoever. Wow, but, they must have not had much then. <laughs> well, they did actually have a, a swimming pool scene that is not found in any of the, in the VHS Blood Rage version by Prism Entertainment. Um, but which that one had all the gore and stuff that was included in it missing from the Nightmare in Shadow Woods version where Maddie visits Todd at the mental hospital. So. Mm. Uh, but that's it. That's pretty much it for the fucking factoids on the, uh, thing. There might be a few that might pop up in my head as we go along. We go along, but let, let's just kick this off. This movie starts off in 1974 at a drive in where two kids are passed out on their mom's fucking station wagon. Station wagon. Jesus. Like the old school station did wagon. You got, did you have a station wagon growing I, up? You know, when I was, uh, 15 or whatever, I wanted a station wagon. Because, uh-huh. I mean, that's a perfect little spot to lay down in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? If you're going to have, it was either that or a van. That's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And me and my buddies, we used to go get fucking blitzed like, <laughs> and go hang out in the van. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen to some fucking punk rock or fucking whatever. Some Fugazi or whatever the fuck it was at the time. You're and, such a cool kid. No, I'm just saying that's what we did. You know, we would go uh-huh. to like fucking haunted places and shit and go get fucking shit housed. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like an old abandoned burned down church, you know, right. where they had like fucking like pentagrams and shit in the fucking basement. <laughs> did you ever get lost in the woods and then you ran into the witch? Do you know the fucking fun Funny thing is, is that was in Burkittsville. Yeah, where, we, where we, you were. Where I want, like yeah. where we went to go hang out. Right. Where the Blair Witch was actually made. Right. And we had this, we went there because there was this other place called Spook Hill. Mm-hmm. We call it Spook Hill. And it was always, you know, there's parts on the earth where if you set your car in neutral, you can, it'll push, seem like it's being pushed right. because of the gravitational pull. Right. No, and, no, it's ghosts. Yeah, it's ghosts, it's ghosts. pushing that. Why would they work and push your fucking car? And they can't even put their hands on your shit anyway. But they're bored, bro. Yeah, they're going to push your car. To do. Yo, Casper, I got a fucking flat. You want to go get me a tire? <laughs> anyway, quick story. I went into this church uh-huh. that was later burned down by some idiot guy I knew. He <laughs> burned it down. Yeah, who got caught walking down the street with a gas can from the burning location because he ran out of gas when he showed up and he used all but the he gas. But he used the gas. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Idiot. Oh, it's not funny. It was an abandoned church, right? There was nobody he in it. He got in so much trouble for that. Good. Anyway. Lock him up. No, that same church, me and a bunch of people, like my buddy Kevin and all these other guys, like the, like girls, guys, we had a whole group and we all had flashlights. And as soon as we went up to the threshold, we had like three flashlights. Why didn't you use your cell phone? Really? Sorry. I can't help it. We all had three flashlights. Okay, Christina, because we didn't have cell phones at the time. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but the, when we walked over the threshold, as soon as we were about to walk over the threshold, all three of our lights went out. All three. Well, why didn't you turn them back on? I was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to go get my lighter because I had one of those Zippo fucking things. Uh-huh. And I was like, and we went in there and we saw like, you know, like sheet music all over the fucking church. Uh-huh. And then like there was a basement and we went down and we saw like a pentagram and shit. And I was uh-huh. like, 
I don't know if we should be going down here. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. That's just, it just made me think of that. But That's anyway. Funny. Anyway. 1974. Kid kills his, some guy and some random dude who's fucking a girl in a car. Clearly, Terry cannot handle sex. I don't know why. You'd think he'd kill his stepdad or whatever the fuck he was and his mom's date or whatever, but. Maybe he did. No. We he don't killed, know. No. It wasn't in the movie. And is that the same stepdad that no. he killed later? Because no. it was just a random dude. It was different because, yeah, they, they it looked like they had just met and they were going to get married. Yeah, I don't know if I would stick around with a mom after one of her kids killed somebody. <laughs> oh, nice. Thank God I don't have kids that kill I mean, people. Let's be honest. If I'm on a fucking date and some her kid kills somebody, I'm like, yeah, no dad, no thanks, bye-bye. Well, you don't know that. How, she might have dumped him because he convinced her to make out. Like, when she didn't want to because the kids were in the backseat. I don't know. I don't you know think I mean? it's being he, cruel, but if on your she, first date... Or she t- could have dumped him. That's all I'm saying. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> even if she did, he probably was like, thanks. <laughs> thanks for doing the work for me. Anyway, we get to see Ted Raimi, a very young Ted Raimi, by the way, handing out condoms in the bathroom of the drive th- drive-in theater, which is pretty funny. I don't know why he was in it. Yeah, that was a quick little... Thing right there it was weird like yeah. why <laughs> um but 10 years later terry's doing great and his twin brother todd is not doing so good he's been put in a mental institution since the event happened because they didn't know what to do with him and he was catatonic for so long so he couldn't speak and then finally years later he starts to speak at the age of 31 <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later technically he would be like 21. 21, 22, because yeah. he was like 11 in, yeah. the, in the movie. But they're literally 30. He's like the well, actor is like that old. Well, again, in the 80s, everyone looked a lot older. <laughs> yeah, he's like 58. <laughs> hey, 10 years late, I was 11 just a few days ago. <laughs> anyway. There was a weird scene right there when uh, the psychi- they, they showed the psychiatrist and uh, who is it? Uh, his mom. Todd and his mom. And like the psychiatrist is like narrating the scene. Did you catch that? Yeah. But but it, it looked like it was being dubbed. So I didn't know what the fuck was going on right there. I was like, is she, what's going on? They were trying to be like, crafty and do something different than they normally would. Yeah, but yeah, it was weird. It ends up where they're sitting there talking with the mom and Todd and she brings him his favorite, which is pumpkin pie because it's right. Thanksgiving. And Todd has a fucking mental meltdown because he's telling her that he didn't do any of the shit that he did and she doesn't believe him. Like, fuck this. But the therapist, pie. the therapist actually does believe him. And he just starts mashing the pie in his hands. <laughs> and his mom, who's fucking nutbag crazy, too, is like trying. What are you doing? No, don't. No, don't do that. OK, who the fuck just brings one piece of fucking pie? Like, when was the last time you just ate one piece of pie? I just ate three pieces of pie. It's a mental like- <laughs> institution, Christina. They don't fucking have refrigerators for these motherfuckers. All right. Well, but, but you they have too- cells and they put one- a fucking these belts on in the back of their fucking back they can't do shit you know what i mean you feel bad for them you know at least he got a piece of pie you're fucking talking about a whole pie they can't have that and look what he did with it he smashed it between his fucking fingers i don't know what's up with the voice today it's fine you're funny (laughs) so later on they're all having dinner like Todd's obviously upset that he's stuck in the hospital. Terry's just fucking great. He's palling around with all his best buds. He's really super popular. He's got like two guy friends and like three girlfriends and like he's just cool. Terry's so fucking murderous cool. <laughs> 
And blaming, he's smart too because he bl- blamed his brother. But who the fuck would do that? That's fucked up. Um, Narcissists. Yeah. So that night, everybody's sitting down for breakfast. Or at <laughs> <laughs> night, breakfast for dinner. They're having dinner. Okay. Thanksgiving, They're having Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner. dinner. But nobody says Thanksgiving once in this movie. Yeah, by they the did. way, did they? Yeah, because remember, uh, there was a friend and she was like, oh, you you guys should come over for Thanksgiving dinner you're, tonight. I didn't think she said Thanksgiving, I'm but maybe sure you're right. she said Thanksgiving. Anyway, they're having the their Thanksgiving dinner. Terry and this new girl who's in town and her mom and, like, his girlfriend and, like, her, his mom and, and the stepfather. People. He, he proposes to his mom. Oh, we're getting married, me. Yeah, and then she gets a phone call, and it's from the mental asylum <laughs> saying that Todd escaped, and they're like, Thanksgiving's canceled, and, he's, and she's like, no, just act normal, just act normal, don't say anything, don't mention it, and what's the first thing Terry does? Hey, uh, so my brother just got let out of the, just escaped the mental asylum. My psychotic brother just, yeah. <laughs> and you hear that, ding! And you just see the, the look on the mom's face, like, you fucking asshole. I know. Like, what a dick. Yeah. Like, why would you even care about that kid if he was going to be like that? Because he saw an opportunity to take so he could start killing everybody and blame it on him. Right. That's he's excited. Yeah. yeah. He's excited. Because that's what they do in this movie, which is a perfect alibi. It's yeah, like, it really well, is. I didn't do it. My crazy brother escaped. He's on the, the, the loose. But, you know, we have fingerprints and shit now, Terry, so fuck you. <laughs> and cameras everywhere. Do they have the same fingerprints, too? Because I don't no, know. No, no. Okay, I, I would think that they wouldn't. That's a very fine... Right. Oh, my God, you know what? I don't think so. That's a good question. I don't think so, because... No, because look even it up. If, if you're... No, I'm not going to look it up. Fuck that shit. Even Do if twins it, have same fingerprints? I'm. We're not the first to ask this. It says they come from the same fertilized egg and share the same genetic blueprint to a standard DNA test. They are indistinguishable, but any forensics expert will tell you that there is at least one surefire way to tell them apart. Identical twins do not have matching fingerprints. Thank you, Alexa. Case solved, Google. You're the best detective in the world. So that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, good. I'm glad we looked that up. I'm glad too. (laughs) So like, she's upset. Then like that night, the fucking doctor who's like been taking care of Todd at the hospital and some fucking lackey who's like got a tranquilizer gun knocks on the door and sees the twin and thinks it's him and he's like oh I almost shot you you know he's like it's not him you dumb dumb he seems like a you look exactly like him yeah well no shit Sherlock they're identical (laughs) twins you fucking idiots (laughs) yeah but they really push on that point a lot yeah they really do I think just to cover it because it is the same actor and he does make he does a good job of being two different people. I think, yeah, I think he did a good job. And I also think the way they filmed it and the way they shot it, they did a good job. Yeah, like his, uh, Terry is like the cool guy, Mr. Confident. And Todd is like the, I ain't got my shit together no more because I saw my brother kill a bunch of people <laughs> kind of look on his face. Oh, <laughs> there's a scene after this where he, Terry goes to uh his his new brother or his new father-in-law is it what is what is it called boyfriend no his it's brad it's the mother's oh fiance fiance i don't so let me try that again yeah i know you wouldn't know what that is (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) wow (laughs) well you're not getting married now (laughs) you fucking ruined it (laughs) stupid bitch (laughs) 
Oh, oh, oh God. I almost passed oh, out there laughing. They almost peed my pants. <laughs> anyway, Terry's brother, father, stepfather is like at he's like apparently works at the apartment complex where they live. He's like the manager. Yeah, he's like the manager, and he's like in his office talking to people or whatever about the whole situation. And this is a good opportunity, obviously, for Terry to not get blamed for murder again. So he busts in the back window, sliding glass window of the office, <laughs> and slices off his mother's new fiance's hand with a machete. I love how dramatic it was, <laughs> and they showed his his severed arm, right? His severed ham there for like two minutes, and he was just like, oh, you can see the like oh. white part in the yeah, middle, the, like the bone, and then it was just blood spray everywhere it's so funny scream. like machete would not cut through a fucking bone <laughs> yeah, one thing but like that it's still cool like yeah. I, I love that and then he like slashes him in the face but you don't get to see what actually transpired from that till later uh-huh because he's always like leaning on his stump uh-huh in the video yeah on <laughs> he, his he, desk yeah and he's like bleeding with the like yeah it's just <laughs> so fucking weird couple of goofs there there's the the, the the handguns there a couple of times when it shouldn't be by the way the handguns. Yeah, he had a gun. The the oh, his mother's right. his mother's fiance had a gun. Yeah, and it was on the desk several times when it shouldn't have been. Right, because they used that gun later but, on with the doctor. Right, because we kept thinking it was like, isn't that supposed to be the tranquilizer gun? Like, why is the yeah. gun in the office? A little I confusing. Understand. It's a uh, clue. We're supposed to figure out where the gun is. <laughs> He also stabs that hospital worker in the stomach, which was pretty cool. And then there's like this weird scene where Terry and Todd's mom is like binge eating on the floor. <laughs> she's like going through this because she can't handle it. So oh, I'm just going to eat the leftovers. Like she's just given up and she doesn't know what to do. So it's just <laughs> it's terribly good. <laughs> it is terribly good. There's another scene where the woman therapist for Todd, who doesn't think Todd is a killer, gets cut in half by Terry, and she's still moving, too, which was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. It's obviously that she's stuck in the ground, but I still appreciate it. Like, yeah. again, like, they hell really, yeah. They really put in the effort to make her, they like, don't die sh- terribly. Yeah, and they don't really show it happening. It's not, like, in action. It's more of an afterthought, so mm-hmm. you just get to see her cut in half. <laughs> and there is such a funny part. When later Todd comes across her body and finds the gun on her, mm-hmm. and he tries to put her fucking legs back where she was, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> he, like, slides. Yeah, that part was funny. He's like, it won't go back. Where's the zipper? Anyway. Does anybody have some super glue? There's also another scene where, like, Terry and Todd's mom is like vacuuming like a mad woman. She's all panicking, telling Terry, Terry to find her fiance and, oh, please wear your sweater. It's cold out. <laughs> like at the same time, like, which is cool, but it's just done very poorly. Yeah. It was like they're trying to make her like a mom, like, oh, this is the mom. This is the mom character. But we already fucking know that. Yeah. Like, There's not very nuanced. Weird. It's just so obviously bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's when we were watching them take lemon shots. Or tequila shots with lemon. Yeah, that was weird. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> They're taking it with lemon. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm like, you're supposed to take it with lime and then, oh, white girls. Like, <laughs> they were like, God, that per, that's, that assistant on the set is fired. You know, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't get, fun. they were out of limes. They were out of limes. That's how I picture it. There's a, also like the, 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 the death at the babysitter's house. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Well, not the babysitter's house, but the house that the babysitter was babysitting at. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And they killed the, the she, guy that the 
the woman, the mother was dating. Yeah, she. Well, you don't see it. You right. just hear the doorbell ring, and she's like giving her baby the pacifier, mm-hmm. and then she walks out and sees his head hanging out at the door. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I, thought that was I, funny. I also like how they made it seem like he killed the baby. Oh yeah, like in that scene. But later on, we find out he didn't kill the baby. Right, because the girl saves it. Right. The Karen chick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Karen saves the baby. Karen, goddamn it, Karen. I know. I'm thinking like, well, she's not a normal ter- Karen. <laughs> <laughs> she's an 80s Karen. Wouldn't she be yelling at the killer <laughs> or something? You know? He's like, where's your mother? How you is- can't park here with your machete. <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> um, I guess she did say that. Maybe. I don't know. But then there's a part where Terry and Artie find the murder tools on that fucking deck. And that's where <laughs> that's, right. that's where Terry kills him with a barbecue fork. Uh-huh. But he also says the line that starts it where it's like, well, that's not cranberry sauce. He says it like three times there and then another time later. Mm-hmm. So it's like four or five times they say that's not cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. It's like, we get it, dude. Clever. <laughs> that's when Terry lets the cat out of the bag for his girlfriend, Karen, and goes on his killer rampage. And this goes on for quite a while, too. I yeah, noticed. they're like chasing through the apartment complex thing. Yeah, she's like in a neighbor's house, the one where that the, t- the family dies, where mm-hmm. the head, and then the um, she gets the baby. Mm-hmm. And then they end up in the pool area. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I kept thinking like she was like, is she running with that baby like for real? But I don't think I it don't was. Know. But then mom, like they go to the pool area and uh, she's like holding the baby and then Terry comes out of nowhere, jumping on the diving board. And then Todd shows up with a gun mm-hmm. and it's this whole thing. And he shoots Todd like seven, like five times at least. Mm-hmm. And he falls in the pool and then their mom comes in and she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you're like, oh, she finally realizes that Todd didn't kill everybody. It was all Terry. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Terry. And then he's like, I'm Todd. It's just you and me now, Terry. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. (laughs) I really liked this part. Yeah, you like it. It was a good little twisty twist, I think. That's oh well, that's when mom is like, she's like, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. No, I'm Todd. And then she shoots herself. Right. Well, didn't she shoot Terry? Oh, you I might thought, be right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I got sorry, that back. I, I got did, that screwed up. I didn't up. mean to correct you because she came in with a gun. Right. She shoots she her own shot, son. And that's why she got like so upset. And right. That's why she, she killed, killed herself. Killed herself, yeah. Because she shot the her favorite. <laughs> that's so <laughs> fucked up. Your favorite's a fucking murder. Like, come on, dude. Well, she was crazy too, so you know. I guess, but still. I don't know, but I, I Karen, was... like, I love the part where Karen runs out with the baby, and she's like, "Fuck this shit, <laughs> I'm out of here." You guys are she, fucking she, crazy. She chucks the baby. <laughs> yeah, chucks guys. it in the pool. <laughs> Float on your own, you little fuck. <laughs> Anyway, so that we do have another movie, obviously, that we're going to be talking about. Uh, I I really enjoyed this movie. I thought that was a lot of fun. There's a lot of more. There's more fun parts in this last movie, you know, than we probably mentioned. But, you know, there's there's a lot of good to be had here. So if you're listening to the end, you haven't seen it. Please do check it out. Right. But I would love to hear what you guys think about this movie. So we got another movie that we're going to be talking about. And I did the work on this. This is Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead, from 2006. (laughs) No, that's a chicken, Christina. Oh, Oh, wait. (laughs) That's a turkey. This is a chicken. Oh, what does chicken say? Squawk, 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 quack. 
Something like that, yeah. The story of this movie is zombified chickens attempt to kill the fast food workers that cook them in a restaurant built on an ancient burial ground. This movie was directed and written by Lloyd Kaufman. He is the guy who, of course, runs Troma Entertainment and started with Michael Hers back in the day. Uh, he also started directing in 1969, believe it or not, with a feature film called The Girl Who Returned, which you can buy on Troma. Huh. Uh, he also directed all the Toxic Avenger films, Class of Newcomb High, Terror Firmer, which was co-written by James Gunn, by the way. Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, Tromeo and Juliet, Return to Newcomb High, Volume 1, and many, many more. Plus, this movie was also co-written by Gabriel Friedman, who is mostly a producer and an editor, but also wrote and directed Tales from the Crapper. He co-wrote Citizen Toxie, The Toxic Avenger 4, Return to Newcomb High, a.k.a. Volume 2, and Shakespeare's Shitstorm and more. Also had another writer on there, which is Dan Bova. This is his only writing credit, and he's only produced the Alec Baldwin show, believe it or not, and a segment producer for Jimmy Kimmel Live. Huh. That's it. That's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, you get all walks of life that come in here through drama. Right. Plus, some of the cast we have here is Jason Yachinen. I think I'm saying that right. He plays the character Arby. His first role, and uh, one I would say he was very committed to, by the way, he acted in VHS, the spider segment uh, for that anthology, oh. and a movie called Friends with Benefits, plus I watched a couple of his commercials for Kanoko, and like he did a surge, or not a surge, a fucking Mountain Dew commercial for Halo. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so I watched that on his demo reel. Uh, you also have Katie Graham, who is Wendy. She played... In the movie, of course, but she was in movies like Princess and the Pony, uh, a couple of TV uh, movies called Criminal Behavior, Identity Thief, and Social Nightmare. Also stars Allison Saraboff, who plays Mickey, her girlfriend, her lesbian girlfriend, as they well, call it. What else would she be? If- well, I'm just, Mickey, <laughs> I'm Mickey is like a name that kind of crosses, so I was just trying to be more specific. But I, she was in a, I Had a Bloody Good Time at House Harker, Evil Deeds, Frat House Massacre, Hollywood Vampire TV, like uh, online thing that they did, and uh, Rude. Also stars Robin L. Watkins, who plays General Lee Roy. He was in Pretty Dead Things, Splatter Disco, Beyond the Dunwich Horror, and Vampires of Zanzibar. It also stars Joshua Alutunde, who plays Denny. He went on to do the Cool School with Mr. Josh TV show for like 13 episodes or something, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Also stars Caleb Emerson, who plays Carl Jr., also a director, directed uh, Die, You Zombie Bastards. He directed Frankie in Blunderland, Grindsploitation, which I have, 60 Seconds to Die, and he's acting in a ton, too, like Citizen Toxie, Cold Case, Splatter Disco, The Trek, Chop, Killer Waves, It Wants Blood, and more. Mm-hmm. We only got a few more. We also have Rose Gavami, who plays Humas, or Hummus, as she's properly called. (laughs) She played a DJ in the TV movie called A Simple Wedding, and that's it. Huh. Yeah. I thought she would have done more, but who knows? Maybe they found it offensive. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, no, 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 we don't want that baggage. (laughs) Uh, It also has Khalid Rivera, who plays Jose Paco Bell, who plays uh, one of the workers in in the store who gets chopped up mm-hmm. <laughs> won't say how um he was in a movie called bleeding hearts an episode of uh, unbreakable kimmy schmidt and the alliance and adulting it also has last but not least joe Fleischaker, who is jared aka the guy who always played 
as Michael Hers because Michael Hers and Lloyd Kaufman were partners in Troma, and Michael Hers didn't like to be on video. He was very shy. Uh-huh. He liked to be a silent partner. And Joe Fleischaker was the big guy. Right. The big, big, big guy. Right. And I th- always thought that was Michael Hers. Uh-huh. I was always told that. Oh. But it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I didn't know that for some reason. I don't know why. But now you know. Yeah. And and fun fact, by the way, about uh, Kaufman and, and Hers, when they first started, they met at Yale University. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who think this is too lowbrow humor for you and you're above all that, <laughs> these motherfuckers went to Yale. <laughs> Keep that in fucking mind. But Joe Fleischaker played a lot of roles in trauma movies as like Chester Lardass in Citizen Toxie. He was also in Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, Terror Firmer, Tromeo and Juliet, and many more. He also passed away in May of 2016. So the year we started this podcast. Mm. Uh, this movie had a budget of $500,000. Really? And I'm highly impressed by that. Yeah. Uh, but you don't do trauma movies on a big budget. Right. You do it on whatever you can. They probably <laughs> made a, a million and a half dollar movie on $500,000. Mm-hmm. So, Christina, what did you think of this fine piece of cinema? So, I haven't seen a trauma movie in a while, like a long time. And I've always considered trauma movies to be like a step up from like South Park humor. Okay. Does that make sense? A step up? Yeah. Well, like, well, it's not a step up. Like, a step down. Yeah, I guess a step down. Yeah. Because I consider it like horrible porn humor. That's what I consider sure, it. Sure, yeah. Very sleazy. Right. It's got all the stuff. But this movie, I've never seen this movie before. The special effects and the gore scenes are like worth sitting through the five musical numbers and the softcore porn scenes. <laughs> right. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, it's got everything in there that every adolescent would love. Right. Exactly. I probably would have loved this movie if I was like in my late teens, early 20s. So you're saying you hated it? Well, I didn't hate it. I really, I literally enjoyed them transforming into poultry. Yeah. Like, I really thought that was really good. And they made it seem like they were zombies. Right. This isn't one of those movies that you can really spoil because there's just too much. There's a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot going on. But yeah, you just need to kind of watch it for yourself to see. But like, there's a lot of cringy moments. Okay. Uh, Like the the stereotype jokes. Okay. Were you offended? Um, Or were you just like, these times are not the same? Yeah, that's pretty much how I was like. Well, honestly, I did get a kind of offended to the Native American jokes. Yeah, they were pretty. I was like, oh, there was one in there tasteless where they turn and look at the camera and then like make sure that they clarify it. Yeah, that one was even like it's like you kind of made it worse. Yeah, it's it's like they knew what they were doing, like they knew they were what they were doing, and they didn't give a shit. Which I guess. I don't know. It's a different time, Christina. I mean, it's a different time. It wasn't that. It was like 12 years ago. Anyway, um, I did like how they um, they did point out their like hip, like the hypocrite situations. Like sure. how people are hypocritical. On all stereotypes. You know? and yeah, all. yeah, exactly. That was okay. Um, I was disappointed this wasn't a Thanksgiving movie. For some reason, I thought this had to do with Thanksgiving. I don't know why. But I did enjoy like the fast food aspect. And you could tell they must have run it out in actual fast food place. Mm-hmm. I and got I- trivia on that. Oh, okay, good. Because I remember like I used to work. Of course, I used to work at fast food. And it, the fucking tile, all the tile in all those places is the fucking same in the back. It's right. that red with the black granite every place you go. So you know they did it. Like, you know that was a real place. Right. Um, 
I probably won't watch this again. Like, as a whole, I might watch, like, parts of this movie. But, I mean, I gave it a 6 out of 10. It was a good laugh. Okay. Well, that's better than I thought you were going to give it. So Okay, what do you think? Where are you going to give it? Well, I mean, this is a way over-the-top exercise in excess. So, I mean, this isn't Uh like... This is like everything in the kitchen sink as far as jokes go. You know, like, there is nobody off-bounds in this type of fucking humor. It's like, I'm thinking to myself, can a movie try so hard to be offensive that it becomes too silly for anything it does to be actually taken seriously? Mm-hmm. That's what I kept asking myself when I'm watching this, because 2000s were very edgy times. Mm-hmm. And Trauma's always been edgy. But yeah, I think Poultrygeist Night of the Chicken Dead is pretty much that kind of movie. Like, you can't really get mad at it for trying to be offensive when you can't take these people seriously at all. This movie alone has a myriad of fucking people working, like, in the movie. Right. Gay, straight, all of that. And all these people came together to do it. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody has ill intention when they made this. You know what I mean? Right. It was really just to be, you know, fit a joke in or a gag in about every single place that it can find. And I literally mean every fucking scene. Like... Every single thing on the wall even sometimes says thing. There was like a scene where you see like Vietnamese like ch- children. Well, yeah, it said like Vietnamese children in the boxes or like a uh, fucking a chicken sticking a fucking uh, gravy uh, hose inside of a child's mouth. I couldn't read what it says, but uh-huh. I was like looking for it. So, uh, I mean, the first thing that we literally get from the like within 30 seconds of the movie starting is an American. They're in this. Native American graveyard, and the girl says, you're the best dry humper in the school, Arby. (laughs) Like, literally, right off the bat. And this is, I don't know, we're talking quantity over quality, (laughs) you know? But along the way, you are intrigued to some pretty insane and funny and creatively insane gore on top of it. But what would be all that gore if you didn't throw in a few musical numbers, too, which is... Not good, but it's silly nonetheless. And weird. this isn't the first time Troma's done musicals in their stuff. I mean, Trey Parker and Matt Stone did Cannibal the Musical for sure, mm-hmm. which, you know, it doesn't need to be good. It's not right. something you're going to listen to, you know, like or listen to the soundtrack over and over again. I do listen to the Team America soundtrack. <laughs> well, I got some trivia on who the guy who actually made it. The music oh. wrote the musical uh, stuff. Oh, for hear this, yeah. But let's just say he did it for free. Oh wow, yeah. that's so, cool. Uh, it's got a lot of nudity, bestiality, tons of really tasteless stereotypes of just about every single type of human being that are on display here. And if there's a way to make a joke out of it, this movie will do it. And it, and it doesn't really give a fuck about what you think when mm-hmm. it does it. So if you're easily triggered by shit like this and you don't understand that they're not being serious, you might not want to watch it. it, it I could see that it'd be triggering to some people now because it oh, is. Oh, yeah, right now. Yeah, totally. But I honestly don't think it's even that offensive. Like, it's too silly, you know? But regardless, with as many times as I laughed and as many times as I rolled my eyes and so many times that I felt like I shouldn't have laughed, (laughs) it's just so ridiculous. It's hard not to laugh. Mm -hmm. I I definitely enjoyed this one, and you could tell a lot of time was spent on this one, too. Right. So I'm really surprised at how much money they used to to spend on this movie. Mm -hmm. They pulled a lot of favors, and I'll get into that, too. I thought I had seen this one before in the past, Turns out I hadn't. I'd only seen parts. 
Oh. And it was just a distant memory. Uh-huh. So I'd definitely watch this one again, but it's sort of a sort of specific mood kind of movie. Mm-hmm. You really got to be in the mood for this kind of movie. This isn't something you just pop on all the time. Right. I mean, I'm sure some people could, but it's more of like, oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, we got to watch that together. You uh-huh. know what I mean? You have to see what this fucking movie's like. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. It's either you're either all in or not. <laughs> because the movie ain't gonna slow down for you whatsoever either right. so in a lot of ways this feels like the classic trauma like days mm-hmm. to me and it might be because lloyd coffin directed it but i'd give this one a 7.5 probably an 8 oh wow i would watch this again i'm impressed by it what they did with practical effects in this alone it's amazing is amazing like i don't care if it looks like shit or whatever they still put it in there and they still fucking made it work and they made it look good and they did some pretty gross like really gross shit literal shit mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like and i gotta applaud it for that because we don't see stuff like that anymore you know what i mean right. like it's just it's just out there flopping its big old fucking trauma-sized cock in your face. It doesn't care. It's not, it's, it's inclusive of everyone. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's not, it's like making fun of the whole world mm-hmm. and, and no one in particular. And then also breaking stereotypes as well. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just a white guy who doesn't get offended by it, but I actually enjoyed this movie. I would like to buy it. I would like to watch it again. And there is literally so many jokes in here. So much gore to fill pretty much four films worth right? or more of like movies that have are like half of this mm-hmm. or a fourth of this. You know, there's just too much. It's like fucking gore overload. Uh-huh. Like it is a lot. This is excess excess. Right. So I don't know if you are looking for a film that you are not easily offended by and you just take for the ride, like a lot of gore, don't mind a lot of bad or good jokes thrown into a movie in every fucking speck of the fucking movie, <laughs> then you came to the right place. I'd say it's 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 ridiculous, but it's a lot of fun. So you might want to check it out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm glad you enjoyed it, too. Yeah, it was fun, but I probably won't watch it again. You really? can watch it by yourself. <laughs> wow. I would like to pick it up at some point in time. But again, this is like a movie I'd watch like maybe like once every three years, mm-hmm. you know, just like randomly. See, it's this not... is, I'd put this with like Meet the Feebles. Sure. Though. Yeah. Well, that's another yeah. one. Yeah. It's not like it's like the same kind of genre type right. thing. It's ex- exploitation yeah. for exploitation. Right. Sake. Right. That's, and it's joke exploitation, so too. Right. It's not like, you know, rape revenge or it's not gutter rape. balls yeah it's not yeah 20 minute rape scenes right but it's still offensive to some people you know mm-hmm. um but yeah so have you guys seen this movie have you ever heard of this movie have you been interested in wanting to see it you can rent it on youtube in standard definition for a dollar 99 or i think it was 2.99 or 3.99 for hd which we did and i'm glad we did because you could see so much in the background mm-hmm. and that's why i wanted to do it because i was like maybe there'll be stuff we can see better well it's like i even said they didn't they didn't skimp out on anything every single extra in that one had full like makeup on right it Pl- wasn't half-assed plus if you want i know that they have a streaming service i don't know if this is included in that streaming service but i know that you can download the app and then i think it even gives you the ability to stream it and i think their service is five bucks a month oh that's not bad so if you even just want to do that and then like go down the fucking trauma hole for a little while i'll go you know, down your hole <laughs> 
let's build a snowman. We can build it. We... Anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys. So uh, now we're going to jump into some of our trivia and spoilers and stuff like that. So if you haven't seen this movie and you want to find out what we're going to be talking about next week, you can go down to the timestamps down below to check out the end of the podcast talk and see what we're going to be talking about next week. But if you're signing out now, thanks for coming by. But for all you amazing bastards who have seen this movie, buckle the fuck up. We got some great trivia for you. Give it to me. All right, guys, here's your warning. So in the movie, Wendy keeps saying, what happened? Now, some people may or may not remember this reference. It's a very weird, odd reference. I haven't been able to find anything about it. I looked it up. I tried to find it. Wendy's like, what happened? Plus, she was always doing that running thing where they run like an idiot. Right. Where she throws her arms up in the air and like overdoes it, no matter if it's like two feet or like a hundred feet. What's that in reference to? The what happened is there was a movie, that, uh, a mockumentary movie that came out uh, from these guys that do a lot of movies. It's called A Mighty Wind, where Fred Willard had a character when he was younger. He used to play a character where he would, his catchphrase would be, what happened? Oh. And he would do it on the TV show there too. And it's a movie by the same people who did the mockumentary of Best in Show and This is Spinal Tap. So if you've ever seen those, uh, I'm pretty sure this is why she keeps saying that. The movie came out like three years before Poltergeist. So Mm -hmm. I figure that's probably what it is. All of the lead characters are named after what, Christina? Fast food chains. We got Arby, Wendy, Denny, Carl's Jr. Mickey is also McDonald's. Oh, that's what that was. I was wondering. And Paco Bell. Denny's, Carl Jr. and Paco Bell for Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, the restaurant that they filmed in was an old McDonald's. Ah, knew it. Yeah. And they had all the registers and the doors and the restaurant and everything else was filmed inside of an old church. So the stuff that they weren't allowed to do because oh. they were explicitly forbidden to do any nudity shots in the McDonald's. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, so they did it in a church. <laughs> that they weren't forbidden at the church? Yeah. That's fucking funny. That's fucking great, dude. Like, so they all, like, made that their the team's living quarters. It was an abandoned church, of course, but it was rented out by oh. Troma, where mm. over 70 cast and crew members resided for the duration of the shoot. Oh. And they actually rebuilt the McDonald's front, like, the, the registers and everything like that to fit mm-hmm. the, the sex scene in the in the front. Okay, a threesome. Yeah, it's a threesome. Menage a trois even mm-hmm. has a song for it. A musical number. Um, but the church apparently didn't have any similar clauses as the McDonald's, though, <laughs> surprisingly. So, and they know their shit, dude. They know how to get away with shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the film actually did make national headlines in 2011 when a man named Sidney Col- Witter purchased what he thought was a DVD cleaner, but it turned out to be a copy of the movie. Poultry guys, Night of the Chicken Dead. Uh huh. He called the film horrifying and a triple X film. <laughs> the store owner stated that the device was prepackaged and purchased from a company based in Oakland, California. So they actually somebody at the manufacturer's plant put that movie in put there. that movie in there. That's fucking funny. I think that's really funny. But there were no no charges ever filed against anybody. It was just what? this guy clutching his pearls. I would be like, hell yeah, dude. Fucking this is better than a DVD cleaner. <laughs> Although those are like 15 bucks, huh? Well, now they are. Well, the DVD cleaners? Yeah, because they got the little brushes. Yeah, but how much were they in 2006? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. 
Anyway, Trey Parker and Matt Stone also were set to have a cameo as Arby's parents in this movie, but the scene was scrapped. Yeah, and that would have been too much. I don't know. I they, they, I mean, they did do the part, but, you know, while it was in production, but... Mm-hmm. Got scrapped. They got credited so for much. doing it, even though they weren't in the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie's an hour and 40 minutes, 41 minutes. Right. So, I mean, like, that's a really long movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title was originally called Good Night and Good Cluck. But Lloyd changed it because he didn't want to have any confusion with George Clooney's Good Night and Good Luck from 2005. <laughs> Which also we know that Lloyd Kaufman played the mature Arby mm-hmm. from the future, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Which made no sense. No, it did not. He says the line, die you zombie bastard. Mm-hmm. Which is Caleb Emerson, who plays Carl Jr. Mm-hmm. His movie that he directed. So oh, when he okay. says that, it's in a reference to that movie. Oh, okay. Um, supposedly, we don't know the official body count. I'm sure somebody knows it, but this was in the wiki. Says that there was about 118 to 182 kills, including the mutant chicken. <laughs> somebody counted? Yeah, I guess. Uh, which is a pretty big body count, if you think about it. It's the end there, and they started blowing up stuff. That's like you know? an entire franchise's version of mm-hmm. kills. All of the people that made up the crew pretty much were volunteers who had answered advertisements posted by the producer Andy Deemer and Troma on such websites like Craigslist and horror-based message boards looking for available crew members. And according to Fangoria, hundreds of people applied and volunteers traveled as far as from Sweden, Germany, Australia, and numerous parts of the United States to work on the film. They did different crew positions or as production assistants. They had over 80 crew members in total and of over 300 unpaid extras to work Holy on the film. crap. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope they provided them with some food occasionally. <laughs> right. You know, but I'm thinking they probably didn't because everybody's just such a fan of trauma. They're like, you know. Yeah. I mean, to say you were in a trauma movie, I mean, come on. Right. Well, if you're a fan, you're just going to do it because you want to do it. It's Mm -hmm. like going to a concert for three days. Right. Only it's a month long. Uh, Poltergeist received some media attention when Troma picketed the 2008 Tribeca Film Festival held at Manhattan's Village East Cinema where Poltergeist's premiere was to be held for the the following month. And Tribeca, who was renting out the venue for the festival, forced the theater to stop playing the film's trailers and remove all of its posters. (laughs) Which is kind of shit, if you think about it. Like, they paid their fucking dues. Dues, yeah. You know, they wanted to put it in there, so... Why not? It said in response, a number of trauma employees, including one in a chicken costume, stood outside the East Village (laughs) Cinema during the days of the festival, brandishing posters and sandwich boards and giveaways in promotion of the film. So while the Tribeca Film Festival is going on, they're still promoting. They promoted outside of it. That's awesome. That's smart. Yeah. You know, and that's that's something you got to love about Lloyd Kaufman. Mm -hmm. He's going to stick it to you. He's he's not he's not ashamed of anything that he does Mm -hmm. he is smart that's Mm -hmm. a smart move to do you know has he always made smart decisions no maybe not i don't know but i just i have respect for him uh it's just nice to go back and watch some of these trauma films and see some of this stuff here now we do have some scenes that we're going to talk about but we're going to try to limit it because there is there's so much fucking in we would be it would be a three-hour podcast 
if we were to talk about every fucking thing that happened. Yeah, and I'm not into that. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll cover quite some ground, okay? I mean, the first thing we're introduced is Arby and Wendy having sex in the Bendian grave uh, burial ground before she ships off to college and some guy with an axe is jerking off. And he's like, look at him. And he's like, oh, he's got an axe in his hand. She's like, the other hand. And he was like jerking off. Uh-huh. And then she gets mad and leaves with him. And he's like, thanks, dude. And then the guy grabs her panties and is like, ugh, and throws it on the ground <laughs> and then smells his and continues to jerk off <laughs> while he's sniffing Arby's underwear and a fucking burial ground hand comes out of the ground, up his ass, out his mouth, yanks the fucking panties back through his entire body, and he falls over dead. It was pretty cool. I was like, okay, I'm into this. That's immediately what I thought. <laughs> right. <laughs> One of the fucking grossest scenes in this movie has to be where Joe Fleischaker eats one of those funky eggs on his special. And goes to the toilet. And he immediately takes a shit, which, of course... He's eating food on the toilet. <laughs> Holy shit. He's like eating mashed potatoes. It's like, good gravy. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> have you ever done that on the toilet? I've smoked. No. I've smoked cigarettes while on the toilet. I don't smoke I have anymore, never eaten on the toilet. That's just gross. That's gross. That's too much. I mean, yeah. maybe there's people out there. I'm sorry if that's your thing. You're fucking gross. I'm not trying to, <laughs> not trying to poop shame you here. I'm but- going to poop shame you. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> Then it's like after he's eating the food, he starts shitting out a bunch of sensor bars, which I wonder if there's like like they literally had to censor that. I don't know. And if there's I, a version that doesn't have it or it was I, just part of their joke. Do you really want to see that version that doesn't have it? I mean, what? Fuck censorship. Are you, <laughs> this isn't like sex. Christina, this I is ha- a guy shitting out his ass. I like fecal. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's coming out of Fleischaker's ass, I mean, no, I I don't know. I was just curious. I don't, I don't need to see it you necessarily. Know, this, I'm just curious. The whole this all this whole scene kind of reminded me. What was it? Life of Brian? Is that the name of the the uh, Monty Python movie? Yeah. Where? Oh wait, but he was. Why does it remind you of that though? I don't understand. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm thinking because that one guy was didn't he eat? He kept eating and then he exploded. No, was that was guy? that was not. I don't think that was the life of Brian. It was like I think it was called uh, "This Is Life" or something. Oh else. yeah, I think you're right. It was "This Is yeah, Life." He's in the Italian face. restaurant. And yeah, he eats yeah. And pops. Yeah. But yeah, this shitting scene. I want to get back to that. Part of the reason why I want to know about the censor bar thing is because it's really odd for a movie that has this much shit in it, and I don't mean literally. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, with this much graphic gore and to have that be the censor. It's kind of weird, right? Like, it's a little weird. I didn't think it was weird. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, there's there's weird things that Troma does sometimes. And I don't know. I'm pretty sure this was just as a joke. But in the same regard, like, I think of movies like Rabid Grannies that have the complete uncut version, but they take all of the segments that were cut and put it in the extras instead of putting it in the movie. Mm-hmm. I have never understood why Troma has done that with their Blu-ray of Rabid Grannies, a movie that I absolutely love and is such a weird gem, and they they don't give it the treatment, and I don't understand why. So I don't know why they do things that they do sometimes. I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm okay with it. Must be some legal shit. I don't know. Um, continuing on, Flyshaker, or he, he plays Jared from Subway, by the way, who's gone, <laughs> who's overweight now. <laughs> Because he he's like yeah I I I I eat like crazy. 
Uh, he falls over and shits against the wall like multiple times. Then he expands and then sucks in his whole body and his face like it sucks in and then burrs a skinnier version of him out of his asshole. And he pops up and he's like, I'm skinny. And then he runs. <laughs> but he looks like a chicken, like his face. Did you notice? Yeah, it did. It did. Oh, you uh, right before this scene, though, uh, don't forget Ron Jeremy ran into the the restaurant. Yeah, that seemed that ill-timed. Huh? Yeah. After everything that's gone on yeah. lately. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh, makes you think. Because um, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but Ron Jeremy, like, I don't know what he's happened with jail. him. He's in jail. Is he in jail? Yeah, he's in jail for sexual assault or something. Yeah, he was, like, forcing himself on women. Yeah. Years of being adorate, adored might have uh, worn on him a little bit. <laughs> Not a good look. Uh <laughs> There's another scene where Paco is apparently gay. We didn't know this until somebody says it later. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if he is in real life or not, but it would make sense because they are very inclusive with everybody, including di- uh, disabled people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Paco jerks off into the beaks and claws paste machine. <laughs> I don't know what that And his is. whole, like, it goes pretty far, like mm-hmm. him jerking off, and it seems really real. Mm-hmm. They don't show anything. Right. But just the reaction of his face and what, while fucking Hamas or Hummus is like actually watching uh-huh. and praying, well, which is so bad. Well, yeah, she's praying. That mean. is so bad, dude. <laughs> like she's praying in the back because she's, you know, Muslim or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just like kind of poor taste there. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it's definitely one of those movies. Mm-hmm. But he jerks off. He gets pushed in and gets turned into one of the, a sloppy Jose. And there is the scene that I absolutely fucking love in this part. This is probably one of the, there's like, you know, three or four favorite scenes, but this mm-hmm. one is my fucking favorite thing. And it's Arby is talking to sloppy Jose and he's telling him what he needs to do to stop everything. <laughs> and he's like, t- t- Arby's telling this talking sandwich. That has eyes as olives and teeth and teeth in the fucking sloppy Joe that keeps opening and closing and talking to him. And Jose's voice, (laughs) he's like, yeah, right. I'll believe in the supernatural when I see it. Talking sandwich. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Dude, that was fucking great. great. I love that. I don't know why it's so stupid. (laughs) Do you have one? Yes. So after Paco got pushed into the thing by the chicken. And, and then, it sprays the whole fucking yeah, room, by the way. Everywhere. And then Carl's Jr. comes out and he's like, oh, chicken. And he starts like rubbing on the chicken and then he starts fucking the chicken. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the chicken mutates and like bites his dick off. And it's right? funny, too, because he's like talking to it like as if it's real. Right. And it does. It is real. Yeah, it is. Well, it turned real. He's like, oh, not so much teeth. <laughs> That was funny. And then Humas comes in and, um, well, with a hummus, mop. Hummus, technically. Doesn't seem right to me. Um, with a mop and then was trying to help him and then shoved the mop through his asshole. So then he's running around. Goes out, up his asshole and out through his dick hole mm-hmm. with the tip of his penis on the tip of the broom mm-hmm. stick. Right. <laughs> and is running around with that broomstick flopping around as oh he's turning God, into a dude. chicken. 
It was ridiculous. Yeah, he sprays all the chicken, and that's what everybody eats later with the flavor pockets. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was gross. There was a scene where they have uh, the head of the chicken company come to this new location that they built on a burial ground, right? Mm-hmm. Which is so ridiculous. There's so many fucking... There's, like, poltergeist references, like, Night of the Living Dead references, and, like, their own references um, from other movies that they've done. Uh, but he's like, like my old grandpappy used to say, as he's telling this entire group of fucking people, protesters, protesters, he's like handing out chicken to them. These are vegans <laughs> and lesbians, apparently, and, and, and Native American, uh, troops or something they're fighting right. for. Um, he's like, like my old grandpappy used to say, Hey, Junior, get over here with those matches. This cross ain't going to burn itself. I mean, this chicken ain't going to eat itself. And, <laughs> and then everybody cheers. And I'm like, Holy <sighs> shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> so fucked up. That was great dialogue, though. It is kind of fucking funny, dude. Like, cause it comes out of nowhere. We were mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, but it's funny. Um, that general also gives birth to an egg. It hatches into a green, wet, silly demon chicken puppet <laughs> with a mohawk. <laughs> it's almost like it's a gremlin. Because or no, they were trying to make it be a Native American Indian mohawk. Oh my god! Yes, very much so. He's like, two can play at this game, Mister," and he chews its neck off. <laughs> And it sprays his face with green shit, which then later turns him into a giant egg. Mm-hmm. His body turns into a veiny egg, and then it collapses into a giant demon bird, <laughs> which is, you know, you got to give it credit there. <laughs> like, who, where are you going to see shit like this? Right, exactly. Um, control. It, the, there was a part, though, while he was changing, though, that really freaked me out. This is the part that turned me turn turn away. The kernel changing? Yeah, it was the nails. Oh, yeah, that's right. He starts picking at his fingernails, and they start breaking off. Mm-hmm. And he eventually, that's when he turns into that egg and busts open into the giant chicken man, ripping off the head of the owner. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> in the middle of his speech, too, by the way, mm-hmm. which was really funny. What else? And then didn't um, the chicken then decapitated Denny? Like yeah, in the middle of a speech, he yeah. like he like bit off his head. He, he like completely he like ripped it, it off or something. I don't know what he mm-hmm. did after that because there was just so much. This is where everything goes crazy. Yeah, and then everyone in the restaurant starts going batshit crazy because they, they ate the chicken flavor pocket fucking chicken that was sprayed by fucking Carl Junior's cock fucking right chicken meat. That was like my favorite part. I think was all these little tiny little things like like i know it's i know it's fattening but i love the skin as they're eating like human skin yeah the old lady yeah i thought it was she's funny. like she's got the beak and she's talking to the old man i don't know what he said but <laughs> and then and then um one of the crazy chicken people they broke open somebody's head yeah and they, they put it on the, the fucking stove they like another dude rips a dude's head out mm-hmm. and spine out of his body and then hands it to the other person and they crack it over over the side of the grill and eggs come out come out for, that it's like it's brain but it's obviously eggs but that was very clever <laughs> there was uh, one of mine was like where they were had the one of them had 
taken someone's face, a lady's head, and was mm-hmm. like slicing her face off. That was right, right before the, the I love the skin mm-hmm. part. And then they also took they took out somebody's breast implants and like they were gonna eat them and they got disgusted. Oh my god. It was that, just out of control. Oh, the chicken nuggets attacking the guy's that face. That is my favorite. That was really cool. We rewinded and watched that. Yeah, again. I was like, wait, what the... F- did the chicken nuggets just go into his <laughs> face? And like collapsed his head in. Yeah, I was like, he's like, oh! <laughs> I was like, that is the fucking most amazing thing I've seen in this movie. That's one of my favorite scenes right there. And it's like two seconds. Right. And then eggs are coming out of people's asses. And then there was egg tits. And, we're, and then the chickens were popping out of the eggs for the tits. I got one. There was a part where two of the Native American chicken dead <laughs> zombie things are pulling a dude's legs apart. And they're like, one of them's like, make a wish. And the other one's like, I wish I was a princess. <laughs> that was awesome. We both laughed. Yeah, it was funny. Obviously, one of the big famous kills is that that dude, he's like, nobody messes with Shorty or whatever. He's like, I ain't fucking going crazy. And then he's like, I'm a man. And all of a sudden his boobs grow Mm -hmm. and he takes his shirt off and they're actually eggs and they hatch into baby chickens Mm -hmm. and it freaks him out so much. He pukes into the baby bird's mouth (laughs) while another fucking chicken person like comes over and puts pieces of flesh in the fucking other bird's mouth <laughs> like what the fuck it's so clever <laughs> well it's not that it's clever it just keeps going so. <laughs> it just like has no end really it doesn't there was a scene where hummus is drinking steroids like meat steroids mm-hmm. like they have this giant thing of meat steroids and she drinks it and turns into a beast and her eyes pop out and then she dies and then she comes back later and they're like Wait, didn't you die? And she's no like, No time yeah, to explain. No time to explain. Like, <laughs> and they what? never did. Maybe it was like roid rage and it just wore off. I guess. <laughs> that shit was funny. Did you like that part where um, Carl Jr. comes and tries to kill them? And then he was like, Again, God for damn like it. for like the 40th time. He's like, you got to tell me, dude. Like, how do we stop these things? And he's like, I don't know if there's a piece of Carl in there, Carl Jr. in there. If you can tell me now. And he's like, alcohol. And he's like, God damn it, you fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's going to kill him. Right. And then he's like, and then he's like, uh, he talks to me again. He's like, alcohol, use the alcohol to kill everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fuck. He's like, you want alcohol? Fine, I'll give you fucking alcohol. <laughs> and he pours it in his mouth and then he melts. And then like, he's obviously dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, God damn it. Why did you die before you could tell me? <laughs> and then later they back up into the keg, uh-huh. Wendy and Arby, and they back up into the keg and she's like, oh, alcohol. And he was like, God damn it, you drunk bitch. (laughs) He's like, wait a second. Do you remember that time when Carl's Jr. was telling us that maybe he wanted alcohol, but maybe he was telling us that that was the ingredient and I was thinking that he was thinking that it wasn't that? And then it snaps back and and she already already killed everybody. (laughs) That's so great. It was, it was, it was clever. Yeah. I don't know. That, I mean, just stupid shit like that. Like, it's so, like, there's nothing off bounds. Like, they just throw every joke that they can. And, dude, you got to give it to fucking, what's his name? The main guy. 
He is so committed to this fucking role that no matter how stupid it is, he doesn't break character. Mm-hmm. He just he just keeps going. I wonder if there's a lot of outtakes of that mm-hmm. because he seemed very focused, very focused. Yeah. Like he was really into this role. I was wondering if he was a comedian because he really seemed like on it, you know? I don't know, man. But, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, you know, because com- comedic actors are usually like, I don't know. Free to express themselves, unlike America. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I don't either. <laughs> so they found the kid. So this. Oh, remember what was her name? I don't. Oh, Katie. God, like dude. out of nowhere, like the mom's like a little further back. The mom was like looking for the kid. Yeah, and she's like, I need. It. And she was pregnant or something. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Pregnant. But- and she was smoking a cigarette, of course, because you got to be fucking offensive there. Mm-hmm. And. She- she gets her head ripped off and the cigarette's still in her mouth. Mm-hmm. And then they go looking for the kid and he's like, nope, this is an egg. <laughs> Guys, this isn't a girl. This is an egg. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And the dude. girl's right there. Yeah. And they're like, we found her. We found her. And he's like, look, I didn't want to tell you this, but your mom's head got ripped off and he hands it to her. Mm-hmm. And it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Stupid. So much going on. And then, of course, the Middle Eastern person takes off her her robe and is a sexy suicide bomber suicide bomber of course because so she's going to sacrifice herself for them so they can escape with the child right and then of course they all get in the car after the place blows up like a fucking giant <laughs> explosion he gives the kid a beer oh that's right he's like maybe this will calm you down and they're all like <laughs> <laughs> and she gets sick and starts puking yeah she i think she, didn't she lay an egg she's she, like what she is gave this? birth to an egg yeah right right and then they crash the car and they use that famous clip that they've used in oodles of fucking trauma movies, of course, where the car crashes on the front end mm-hmm. and then flips in the air. They did it in fucking, I think it was Tromeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. They were like, peanut, it's a peanut, it's a peanut. And then they crash and flip mm-hmm. their car. It's like the family like dies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a couple other ones that they've done it in, but they reuse uh-huh. stock footage all the time. Right. Because like, why it, not? It's, yeah. It's their MO. Yeah. They, that's like what they, 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 they don't care. They're just going right. to get away with it. Why not? But yeah, that's it. That's it for the movie. I just wanted to, uh, kind of go over some of the highlights on that one. I think it's a pretty fun movie to watch. I did enjoy it a lot more and I think you enjoyed it a lot more than you're probably giving it credit, but there's some things that does sit with you a little weird and yeah. I understand because, you know, these times are different now, but I don't, I don't really think anything is done in mean spirited, whether they, I don't think it encourages people to be that way necessarily. Mm-hmm. Although I could see some people being like, you know, well, it doesn't necessarily discourage them. Right. You know, but I don't know. Like at what, this is 2006. It is obvious problematic stuff in it. Uh-huh. But if you really know trauma, they're open to just about anybody. Mm-hmm. Freaks, geeks, you know, porn, not porn, like, you know, just every, the, they run the gamut of like, hey, this is our crew. Right. You know what I mean? And I think in some ways they're probably more open to people who would never get an opportunity than others sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, like they included that fucking guy in there that was in a wheelchair or whatever. Right, right. And made him a star in the movie, dude. Like that guy. In yeah, there, he was in there a lot. All the protest scenes. Right. Like, and so I'm just saying, like, you could take it two, one of two ways. So mm-hmm. um, I think it kind of fits somewhere in the middle. But mm-hmm. 
It is definitely not a movie for today. <laughs> and they're still making movies like that, I guess. But I haven't really kind of followed up on them. They have the return to, to Nukem High. I would like to check those out, but uh-huh. I haven't even seen. They have one through three, the original movies on Blu-ray, which I would love to get at some point in time. Uh-huh. Um, we did Class of Nukem High, the first one, which I really like, mm-hmm. actually. It's a good one. But yeah, guys, so what did you guys think of these movies? Would love to hear from you guys on what you thought of these movies. If you have seen them, if you haven't seen them, are you going to watch them? Let us know what you think about that in the comment sections down below. Write us personally. Tag us in it. I would love to hear what you think about uh, any of these movies. Uh, if it's your first time, especially because I would love I love hearing that from you guys. A couple people wrote us recently about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So Thank you for writing us. Yeah. You can... Yeah, always hit us up. Yeah, tag us on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll always uh, try to respond as much as we can. Facebook's a little different. Like, it, it kind of hides everything from everybody. So don't write right. messages on Facebook because it's terrible. It it's fine, but there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's mm-hmm. YouTube, there's everything else. Yeah, which, <laughs> yeah, so... But yeah, so next week we got a couple of movies that'll probably fall in line of the schlocky variety. Maybe not as over the top as fucking Poltergeist, but pretty damn close. And that is we're going to be watching Basket Case 2 and Basket Case 3, The Progeny, from 1990 and 1991. They were made back to back. I might have been made together for all I know because it seems so quick. Do you know when you reviewed the first Basket Case? Oh, God. It's been a long time. I think I watched it with Patrick and Mike. Was it episode four? It might have been. Yeah, it's been that long. So, I mean, it's we're going to watch the first one, which, by the way, Christina has some information on where you can watch these all if you want to watch them in order. The first Basket Case from 1983, you can watch on Tubi. Mm -hmm. Basket Case 2 from 1990. You can watch on YouTube for like a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, if you want to rent it. And then Basket Case Three. It's going to be a little the, harder. Right. Yeah. You you'll just have to find it. There is a you <laughs> couple of YouTube videos that zoom in on the video, but you can also pick up a copy for really cheap right now on Amazon or Family Video or Synapse Films. They sell part two and three. Mm-hmm. And I think there's even um Basket Case new version that AFGA put together. It was a new copy, a new print that they put into their library. Mm-hmm. Some made national headlines, by the way, for Frank Henlotter. So, and I think all of these are done by Frank Henlotter as well. So, but I'm excited to check it out. It's just one of those ones that I probably saw some of these on like HBO or Cinemax and just forgot about them. Mm-hmm. And I remember two, but I don't remember three. And there is some wild fucking practical effects in these movies. So <laughs> these aren't the top of the line, great acting kind of movies. These are just a uh, pizza and beer kind of fucking movies that you're going to want to watch. So I hope that you guys will check them out or if you have them, rewatch them or watch them with us if you can. Um, it is an experience and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm hoping it's a better experience than, you know, what I, what it might be right (laughs) so uh but other than that guys thank you so much for coming by this week we really appreciate you guys with all your support whether it be here on the podcast on youtube on twitch like it seems to kind of all scratch each other's back and we really do appreciate it so thank you so much for coming by this week and as always long live the voyage